Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe. I'm a sales and marketing coach and strategist for health coaches, life coaches, and wellness professionals who want to become a leader in their field by building their online community, rocking their sales process, and finally feeling confident about how they promote themselves and their marketing. On this show, we talk about tips to grow your business, save yourself time, and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Zero to Hero Coach Program. This is my four-month program teaching coaches and online service providers how to grow your online business, book clients consistently, overcome your sales fears, and finally rock your social media visibility. If you struggle to create a sustainable coaching business, this program is for you. Check out HaleyRowe.com and book your free strategy call with my team or myself today. Thank you. Hello. Today we're talking with a very special guest, Liz Wilcox. And she's going to be sharing with you how we can turn our email list into lifelong customers. So if you are a coach or an online business owner and maybe your email list is small right now, but you're growing it, or maybe you want to convert that email list, this episode is for you. And Liz, I'll let you give your background and how you even got into teaching email marketing um, first, and then we'll go from there. Awesome. Thanks, Haley, for having me. I am so excited about this. Yes. So I got into email marketing a little different. Uh, Haley and I were talking before the show and most people that talk about email marketing, honestly, they start off as copywriters and that's kind of what I kind of did. And then they start their own thing, right? They start their blog or their email list, but I kind of started backwards. So A few years ago, well, I guess about four or five years ago, I got it into my head that I wanted to travel the country in an RV. My then husband of the time, he was in the military. So obviously, you know, how are you going to do that? Our income is based on, you know, them telling us where to go, not us, you know, free flying all over the country. And so I said, oh, you know, I Googled how to make money online, of course, Everyone and their mother told me you can be a millionaire in 18 months if you just sign up for my webinar. Um, So, of course, I said, oh, awesome. I'm going to be rich in a year and a half. This is so great. And so I started an RV blog. And the one thing that all those webinars said, all these podcasts like this one said was, you know, I wish I took my email marketing seriously. I wish I took my list building and, you know, emailing and all of that. I wish I took it more seriously because that's, you know, that's really where the money's at, quote unquote. And so I said, oh, well, I'm, I'm no fool. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to that. And I'm going to go head first into email marketing within six months. I had launched my first product. Um, within like the first three years, I've launched something like a dozen, a dozen digital products. And I just want to say, like, I was selling to people, RVers, that don't want to pay for electricity, but somehow they were buying my books. My, I had an RV maintenance course. I've never changed a tire in my life, but I knew that's what they wanted. And I was able to do all that, see success where others didn't because I was so familiar with my list. I was, I made email marketing, you know, as much as I, you know, don't like the bro marketing, you know, they taught me, 
hey, email marketing works. And so that's what I did. You know, I, uh, you can't see me right now if you're watching the or you're listening to the podcast, but I kind of have my own style. I'm wearing this crazy headband. I have my in-sync shirt and earrings on. And so I did, you know, I did it my own way and I was able to, you know, see great success. And a few years in, you know, everyone was asking me, how did you do that? How did you do that? Um, and I said, oh, well, this, this is my framework. This is what I do with all my emails. And I ended up selling that blog um, about a year ago in March of 2020. And now I teach people email marketing, how to make it fun, simple and profitable um, for a living. Wow. So that is a fun background. And I would love to hear first, I mean, I have so many questions that have come from that. But first, <laughs> what was it like traveling around on an RV? Um, what was like your biggest takeaways from that journey? Oh, my word. Thank you for asking. It was hard as hell. <laughs> Most people, you know, you go on Instagram, like just go on Instagram right now. Hashtag RV life. You'll see all these beautiful pictures. OK, that's not reality. We all know the Instagram versus reality. Like it ain't like that. There's a reason why, you know, I'm pointing to my back right now. There's a reason why I'm in a condo. I mean, I loved it. But building a business and traveling, you know, it it actually turned out that my real dream was to build a business. And so actually less than a year ago, I settled down. I got into a condo on the beach and um, now that's my dream. But it, you know, it was fun. But the biggest takeaway was to be flexible as heck. You know, when you've got to send out your newsletter or you've got, you know, you scheduled this webinar for your people and it's, you know, Tuesday at 8 p.m. And all of a sudden the campground internet turns off, you know, you got to you got to get in the car and go, you know, park in front of a library at, uh, you know, eight o'clock at night that you've got to be flexible. And that's one of the things I think it's right there on my homepage. I said, like, if I can do this from an RV with no stable Internet, like there's no excuse what you know, whatever you're trying to do, you you've got better resources and a better idea than me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, and to be honest with you, what is interesting about your story is that you real you you are allowed to have dreams that evolve and you're allowed to have a phase in your life where you try something and you commit to it and it's a journey and you're glad you did it but you're allowed to say okay i've lived that chapter and now i'm moving on and i think as well going back to the instagram versus reality thing i think we always in our business part of what you're saying earlier when you're like i'm signing up for all these webinars and doing all these things, we always think that once we get to a certain place, flowers are just gonna bloom out of nowhere and we're gonna be rich forever and we're not gonna have to work again. And like, all, and really it's about enjoying the journey, learning, continuing the consistent things you've gotta be consistent with. And, um, and so I just thought that was an interesting point to your story as well. But what I wanna hear from you now, before we go into your framework for, for emails and stuff, I also want to ask, because I'm sure there's a lot of people curious, how did you get to a place where you could sell your blog? And what was that like? Did somebody come to you? How did that work? Yeah, so um, like I said, the dream was evolving. I love that you say that. And yes, I'm so glad, even though it was kind of a disaster. Um, 
I'm so glad that I went and I did it because the, you know, the appetite is satisfied, right? So whatever you're thinking about doing right now and you're like, oh, I can't do it. It's too hard, whatever. Like, just go for it, girl. Anyway, um, yeah, so I knew when I started my RV blog, I knew I wanted it as a business. It wasn't, you know, a lot of people start blogs. Oh, this is a hobby. I'm so passionate, you know, as even even coaching businesses like, oh, I give all this health advice. I'm going to start a coaching business. I again, kind of flip flopped it. I was like, I need to make money and this is what I'm going to do. And so I actually started it as LizWilcox.com. You know, that's what everyone uh, suggests, right? Just buy your domain name and go for it. And then I realized about nine months in, I didn't, I didn't want this forever. I didn't want the RV life or the RV business forever. And so I actually changed the name to the virtual campground. Shout out to them. Um, and, you know, I started making the blog, making the business about the virtual campground, about my audience, about my email list, you know, it was very much a community, even, you know, the virtual campground that invokes like community vibes. Right. And so I started building assets, like I said, you know, more more than just, oh, I need a product because I need to make money because I need gas money to get from Michigan to DC next month. <laughs> um, it was about building assets. I knew I was building a company. I to to my own horn here, like I am a true entrepreneur. And so I realized these, you know, these products, they're assets, right? So I'm trying to, you know, build them up, do all the things, quote unquote, um, you know, for assets. And I realized um, what I really needed was a course. I had a lot of great affiliate relationships, and, but I knew wanting to sell it, uh, you know, the affiliates, that's not, you know, that's not as big of a selling point. So I actually built my own course. Um, and like I said, it was an RV maintenance course. I've never changed a tire in my freaking life. Um, but my husband was an RV mechanic and I knew that's a great pain point, right? You're stuck on the side of the road, even if you own a car, right? Who's ever been stuck on the side of the road? You're just basically like banging things together, hoping it starts again, you know, uh, but with RV life, it's like a thousand times more stressful. So, um, I actually paid him to create the course for me, create the content and I promoted it. You know, I knew I had a very strong email list at the time and I built that entire thing for the sake of it being an asset to my company, to my business. And so once I got, um, I think I had something like almost 300 students in, in the first like nine months. And then I said, okay, I'm definitely selling this thing. I'm totally over it. I know I'm the bottleneck. Like, have you ever been doing something and you're like, I know it's because I don't want to do this, that this isn't growing. And so that's when, you know, I, you know, staked my flag. I said, okay, I surrender, you know, I'm going to sell this. And I actually sold it in a Facebook group. There's a lot of RV groups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Haley just went, wow. <laughs> I know, yeah. I was not where I thought you were going with it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so of course, you know, it was a small, it's not like I'm not, you know, I didn't sell it for six, seven figures or anything. You know, it's just a tiny little blog. Um, so I went straight to, you know, my people. Again, I knew, you know, there's lots of RVers that want to start blogs. They have no freaking clue how to do it. I have one, a quite a successful one, like, hey, why don't you just take it off my hand sort of thing. And I found the most perfect buyers, Debbie, Barry, I love you guys. Um, and they've grown the company. You know, the email list has something like tripled 
in the wow. last year. Yeah. And I mean, I'm the email lady, right? So that was kind of a blow out of my heart. But I knew it was because I wasn't passionate about it anymore, that it just, you know, was starting to get stagnant. Yeah. Okay. So you um, went to a Facebook group and were you just like, hey guys, anybody want to buy my blog or what was your, I mean, how do you? How do that's you exactly that? what I did. Like, that's my style. I like to keep things mm -hmm. simple. Like mm -hmm. my, my number two rules in life and in business, keep it simple and have fun. So, you know, of course, everyone says like, oh, you need a broker, go on this website, da, da, da. If it takes more than three steps, your girl is not doing it. I'm not going to do mm -hmm. it. And so I was like, you know what? I've, I've, you know, there's this really big group. It's full of RV entrepreneurs. I'm just going to go for it. And so I posted, I was like, hey, as some, you know, some of you might know, I've always, you know, I've been building this website, whatever. I'm looking to sell it. I'm looking to go into email marketing full time and teach people how I actually built this blog. Mm -hmm. Does anybody want to buy it? And, you know, I got something like maybe less than a dozen inquiries and one was really super serious. And in less than 60 days, it no longer belonged to me. Amazing. Resourcefulness. And one other question before we move into emails. When you said you had 300 course members, first of all, I, I think the first thing we need to know that made you successful is that you were constantly listening to your audience and you would figure out a way to deliver what it is that they want, even if it wasn't your area of expertise. You found, you partnered with your husband who knew how to do that, right? And you made it work, right? So I think one of the takeaways you guys listening can um, use is pay attention to what your girl, your guy, your niche avatar needs and find a way to bring the solution to them, even if it means you're not the only, you know, show person in your course or in whatever it is that you're gonna offer. Um, and Liz, so how did you go about getting 300 course members? Did you do, was this all email marketing? Was this ads? Well, tell me more. Okay. I'm so like, I'm getting so excited. I got to sit up. <laughs> okay. So like Haley just said, I pay attention to my list and this kind of goes, so we can, this all goes into email marketing because this was email only. I don't do Facebook ads. I refuse to give Facebook my money. Um, I love my money. I don't want Facebook to have any more. It has enough. Um, and I think I have enough of a personality to just go for it myself. Um, that probably sounds way more cocky than I meant it to sound, but I'm going for it. Anyway, like Haley said, I really knew my people at this point in the game. I'd had an email list for maybe almost three years and I just I call it a very simple launch, email only. But what I did was I just started hyping it up. If you're thinking about launching something, you've got to hype it up. And this is not my like, you know, this is not my original idea. You can get the book Jeff Walker's Launch. I think it's just called Launch by Jeff Walker. Um, and he kind of goes through this. And this is just my modified version. So Basically, I just hinted that, you know, hey, this is something I'm thinking about. I think I can convince Ed to, you know, do it. Let me know if you're interested. And you can check this out on my homepage. I, sh I share like screenshots and everything. And I had 141 people click that they'd be interested in an RV maintenance um, resource. And so over the next 100 days, um, I just started sharing like, okay, I Ed said yes. 
Okay, we're going to start filming on this day. Okay, what do you think should be in this? And just kept asking them questions, kept, you know, sharing pictures in my email. And I think at that point I was on Facebook. I wasn't on Instagram or anything, but just just organic Facebook posting and my emailing. And oh, okay. And I had a live show. So every Tuesday I would go live and I would I started at I'm kind of like rubbing my hand right now if you can't see me. Um, I started agitating the pain point. Like I made a funny segment about, you know, what's the worst thing that worst maintenance thing. And so people would send in audio recordings of, oh my gosh, we were stuck on the road. Our slide wouldn't come in, whatever. Right. And so I'm really like bringing out like, whoa, RV maintenance. This, this happens all the time, right? This is a real problem in case they already don't know that. Right. Um, and so I just started sharing and then I was like, okay, this thing is coming out. It's a course. It's called, it's called fix it yourself, you know, whatever, whatever. Right. And so by the time that I launched it in March, so about a hundred days had gone by, maybe a little less. Remember I had 141 people that clicked that said they were interested. And by the time the cart closed, I had a seven day cart, I think five or seven days. I can't remember. I had 141 sales. So that's a pretty crazy, that's my mic drop moment. Just picture Liz Wilcox dropping a mic. Um, now I'm not saying everyone on the wait list bought, but I was able to build so much hype. I was able to get people involved so much because I knew them, because I'd been emailing them um, that, you know, by the time it actually launched, People, you know, they had their hand on the mouse, right? They were ready to buy. I I did all the objections up front. I was agitating the pain points. I was, you know, sharing what was going to be in the course. I was talking about, um, I think I said everything but the price, right? Which the price was only a hundred bucks at the time when I launched it. You know, I had shared every freaking detail and I had agitated the point so much, right? that by the time I launched it, they were already convinced. And so the sales emails, they didn't have to do much convincing, right? I had showed up, I was consistent. Um, I had just really hyped it up. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it sounds like hype was a 100 day process for you, right? And you were just agitating the pain points, overcoming objections, um, sharing what you were working on as you were building the course bringing people's comments and, and problems into your live shows every week. And one of the things, like, were those people who are on your list already, did they find you through your blog and Google, or did they, um, how did they turn up? Um, you know, at the time I was doing, I got a lot of Pinterest, um, but honestly, the majority of the leads were coming from a free Facebook group that I had that somehow Facebook had picked up that this was a hot topic. It was RV renovations. Um, and, you know, on Facebook, you can ask what's your email or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was getting, you know, probably like 70% of people were giving me um, their email. Sweet. Okay. So tell us more about the framework that you use. And um, once you were done with the hype and you, you know, opened the cart, what was that process like? What were those emails like? And just kind of continue. I'm, I'm enjoying. Yeah, that. sure. So the reason why I'll go, I'll go back into the framework and then I'll talk about a little bit of the sales emails that I used. So 
as far as, and I've used this, I've owned three businesses and I've used this, you know, and I've helped dozens and dozens of people like set up welcome sequences. And this is what I, this is what I use. So basically first you have a follower, right? They find you on Instagram, Facebook, you know, wherever you get them on their list. And then once they're on the list, you turn them into a friend. And now I'm not talking about your best friend that, you know, you call at midnight because your kid won't stop crying or what, you know, just maybe a friend, like picture you're at the grocery store and you bump carts with them and you're like, oh my gosh, Haley, I haven't seen you since senior year. What's been up? Oh, I'm, uh, you know, I help fitness coaches, you know, be, be actual business owners. Oh my gosh, so do I. Like, that's great. Let's talk. Here's my email. That type of friend where you have this one like really niche thing in common and you're going to email back and forth about that really niche thing. So friendly, right? And then once they're your friend, you can turn them into a customer because you can basically ask them, hey, are you interested in this? And chances are they are because you've been talking to them, you've been friendly with them. Um, so you actually, you know, you create a product or you sell a product, whether it's affiliate or whatever, you know, that you know that they're going to like, right? It's not mismatched. So that's the framework, follower, friend, customer. You can go right on my website. I think this, you don't even have to opt in to get that info. Like it's right there on the whole page because I think it's just so important. It's so important to simplify email marketing for people. Um, so anyway, then I go into, that's called the email staircase. And then basically, all you've got to do is this four plus one method. So four welcome sequences and one newsletter a week. So, you know, how do you turn them into a friend? You've got to have a killer welcome sequence, right? And so number one, and I'm going to go right into this. So take notes if you're a note taker. So the first email is going to be the freebie, the opt-in, whatever the heck you call it, ethical bribe, right? However you got them to opt-in, address that, give them that. And just a quick intro. The biggest mistake I see is when people want to go into their life story when you ju they just signed up, right? Like they don't care. They just want the freebie. They do not know you like that. You are not their best friend. They, they don't care where you live or what, you know, but do a quick intro. Like for me, I say something like, oh, you know, by the way, my name is Liz Wilcox. Um, if you don't know anything about me, it's that I'm obsessed with NSYNC, but I'm even more obsessed with email marketing. TTYL, you know, like talk to you later. <laughs> you know, that is it. That's one sentence. Get in and out as quick as possible. The second one is show them your best content. And this isn't where you write like a 2000 word blog post and copy and paste it to your email. Um, but for me, I like a lot of humor. I like a lot of pop culture references. So that email is going to be, you know, sort of littered with that. I think right now mine is actually a video because I want more people to watch me on video, right? I want them to get used to that. So whatever your best content is, whether it's like a carousel on Instagram that you just really like and people, you know, people really responded to it, you can put that in the email or you can link to it, whatever your best content is. Um, number three, and this this is the money, and this is what I see a lot of people missing, is newsletter expectations. That third email is literally just tell them, like, hey, I'm, you know, kind of get that, like, she gets me feeling, right? Like, oh, Haley, she's the one for me. She totally gets what I'm saying. So put some language in there and then tell them what to expect. I'm going to send you an email every Tuesday. I'm going to go live on Facebook every Wednesday. Um, 
you know, and then here it is. If you listen, like I wish I had a sound effect, ding, tell them you are going to offer them free and paid products, even if you don't have a product yet. This just kind of, and I'm pointing to the back of my head right now, it kind of just flips a switch in their mind that you're a business. Even if you, you know, you don't have the funnel, you don't have a tripwire, all that stuff, everybody says you have to have, but you know, eventually you want to sell to this dang list. Like that's the point of the list. That's why you pay ConvertKit $30 a month or whatever. Like, you know, eventually I've got to send them a sales email. Just put, I, you know, I'm going to offer free and paid products to get you whatever, whatever, right? To get you to finally start exercising at least three times a week, you know, whatever your big promise is, right? And then, you know, and then, oh, if this sounds good, hit reply with I'm in or whatever. I say hit reply with too legit to quit, which it seriously warms my heart every time someone actually hits reply with too legit to quit in all caps. It just makes me laugh. But anyway, um, does that make sense? Yes. Uh, sorry, I was taking some notes myself there. So what about, okay, so you have this four sequence, or you said it's four emails, right? Right. Um, so what's the fourth, so fourth email, I, you got to email three, what's the fourth email? Yeah, so after you've given those expectations, right, and remember those literally just say free and paid products and it just mm -hmm. flips that little switch and then the next day just give your big why and this doesn't have to again like the, this person doesn't know you like that so don't you know it's not this 1000 2000 word but as you know as with as much brevity as you can just share why you're doing this like why you got into coaching and i think you know with your people haley this is you know usually pretty personal right like why mm -hmm. you got into fitness why you decided to become a coach or you know life coach whatever your business is and just share a little bit of that piece and that's when you start to really create that friendship like oh, I have a similar, like if I'm reading your email, I have a similar mm -hmm. story or that resonates with me because X, right? And right. so just share part of your why and then you go into the weekly newsletters. And I say weekly, I know it's like, oh gosh, I don't know what to say, whatever. But really to be a friend, you've got to do three things. You've got to invest your time You've got to share with them in a relatable way and you've got to stay top of mind. And that's like friendship in real life, like IRL or, you know, in, online. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's that's how you that's how you do it in email too. like invest your time, show up every week, create that welcome sequence, like spend a little time on them. Right. You know, even even just Instagram. Right. Like just DM mm -hmm. them. However, you're talking to your people now, plus the email share in a relatable way. Like, like I said, this isn't your best friend. You're not going to talk about, you know, something inappropriate or that has nothing to do with fitness or, you know, obviously if you're telling a story and you can segue in, but you don't have to do that. Share in a relatable way. Like, oh, today I really wanted to go for a run, uh, but I live in Texas and it's snowing and there's no power grid and I wouldn't even be able to take a shower. Like, mm -hmm you know, by the way, here's my link or whatever, right? I just wrote your entire newsletter for you. That took 30 seconds. Um, and then stay top of mind. That's why I say once a week, the internet is noisy as heck. 
they are going to forget about you. And that's not, that's nothing against you. That's, that's the human mind, right? Like mm -hmm. we've got a bajillion things, especially in 2021, like we've got a bajillion things. If you don't, you know, if you're not consistent, they're going to forget about you, not in a nasty way. Just those are just the facts. Right. Yeah. And how, so how long would you say you need to build a friendship before you ever insert a sales email? Okay. So that's a great, there's two camps. Great question. Um, you know, there's the camp that you have to, you know, you got to email, you've got to have this 12 month funnel and, you know, pitch them at 90 days. And again, you know, whatever, but the, there's another camp that says like, hey, they're actively searching for a solution, so why not just pitch them right away? And so the sequence that I just broke down, that is, you know, that is the most basic sequence. That is like, hey, Liz said I could do this simply, like here you go. That's how to do it simply. Now, if you do have a product, I recommend pitching it right away. And you can even do this before they get the email and a tripwire. I highly recommend a tripwire. I've got one. You should get one. Um, they're great. And you can also do it in, you know, the PS of the first email, like PS. If you, um, you know, if you want to know how you can work with me, you know, here's one way or the other, you know, one, two, three links, whatever you can do that. You can share it in the newsletter expectations. When you say free and paid product, put the link, hyperlink the word paid to a product. Does that make sense? And so, yep. you know, I, I'm definitely in the camp. Like if you have a product, you should definitely give it, you know, tell people about it ASAP. Love it. Yeah, totally. And what about when you feel like I was just talking to somebody today and she said, you know, I don't know if my I, I get it. You know, I use common phrases I hear from my audience. I um, am really like feeling like my it's getting a good response, but it's not converting. And I don't know if my message is landing. I don't know what's not converting. What would you say when somebody's saying, well, I'm OK, I'm doing the things I'm building friendships. I'm, uh, you know, trying to use their language, but it's not converting. Yeah. So you need to, I, I don't know. You have to ask your audience. And I, of course, then I get the objection. Well, nobody answers me. It's like, well, then you need to go back to the beginning and look at your welcome sequence and find out where you can insert uh, places for them to reply to you. And this is, and you can go to my website and get, you you can get my actual um, welcome sequence that I just broke down. You can see the way that I wrote it. Those are called swipe files. But anyway, you've got you've got to get them replying uh, just the same way as showing them your products. You've got to get them replying ASAP. And obviously, if you've got a hundred thousand people on your list, this is a little different advice. This is for you know someone who really, like you said, it's not converting. There's there's a disconnect, but we're not sure why. And so if they're not answering you now, you've got to go all the way back to your foundation, go to your welcome sequence and insert phrases like hit reply and, or, you know, just like I was talking about, like the too legit to quit, right? Like that's a fun way of getting someone to reply because here's the thing. If they reply in those first few emails, number one, it's going to, your email is going to go to the inbox, right? And that's going to help the, you know, this is kind of a tangent, but that's going to help the 
your email credit score, so to speak, right? That's going to make you favorable to the internet gods is what I say. And then number two, it's going to make them remember you, right? It's going to turn them into a friend way more quickly so that when, you know, you launch an ebook or, you know, you put out an affiliate sale or, you know, whatever your thing is, you launch a new program and you hear crickets, you can actually ask, hey, girl, why didn't you buy this? And you can literally send out an email um, that's three sentences, you know, hey, Haley, um, I noticed that you were clicking and you were interested in the program, but you didn't buy. I'm really trying to make this thing work and I don't want to create something that nobody wants. Can you please just hit reply and let me know why you didn't join right now? Or you can put it in a survey, right? If you don't want to be as, I'm I'm direct. So I'm just going to straight up, hey girl, why didn't you buy? Like I've, yeah. I've sent so many of those emails. But if that feels like in your gut, if you just heard that and you're like, oh my gosh, Liz, I would never do that. You can put it in a survey and you can, you know, you can just mm -hmm. Google like, why didn't you buy surveys? And you can look up those questions. Um, but, you know, basically like, you know, what was your major hesitation? Uh, what would make this a no brainer? Was it the price? You know, you can ask those types of questions. Mm -hmm. um, but if you've got a firm foundation, that sort of welcome sequence that really tells them what they can expect from you, um, you know, tells them a little bit about you, not a lot, right? They're not your yeah. friend yet, not a lot, but tells them like, hey, I'm a human, I'm a real person and you know gives them some of your best stuff that's going to help you later uh you know when you launch something and you're like oh that didn't quite land and i need to know why you know mm -hmm. it could be it could be your sales page it could be this it could be that but chances are there's some sort of disconnect that your your audience doesn't trust you enough to buy like i just mm -hmm. two days ago i was going to write my newsletter i didn't know what to write and i thought hey i'm going to launch a new membership. And in one email, I got 45 signups for a new membership. I don't even have any yeah. of the content yet. But that's because I've built, I have such a firm foundation for when a new person comes in, they're greeted in such a way that, you know, that no like and trust factor is built like very quickly. And so, Here's another ding. Like if you learn nothing else from listening to me today, like I hope you know, people buy from people they trust. That's why I do the follower, friend, customer. People trust their friends, right? And it becomes very simple. Like, hey, do you want this? It was just my idea for a membership. I was like, I don't know if anybody's gonna buy this. Here's what I think would be in it. And you know, if I get if I get like 20 people, I'll, you know, I'll start it, right? But it's because they trust me that they bought right away without hesitation. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. So you build that trust. And once you go into, you know, the friend zone, um, you have your like going back to your course, you had your okay, doors are open, the course is here, right? How many of those do you do typically? And when you know, what do you do? after the launch so after the launch it sounds like what you might do is a survey like why didn't you buy type of thing but is there anything else you need to do afterwards um to really fine-tune this whole process oh yeah you did ask that question sorry i get so excited <laughs> i just i'm loving I just, it I good, good great i just feel like so many email marketers out there they just don't know 
quote unquote, what it's like, like it's kind of ironic, but they talk about email marketing, but they never had to do it other than email marketing. Like there are a lot of copywriters, you know, anyway, anyway, I just feel like this is available to everyone if we just simplify it. So yeah, so when when you launch the product, obviously there's certain sales emails, you know, there's basically, and I'm doing this off the cuff, so I think five, so right, you know, the open cart, and for me, because you've done so much hype, right, because you've said like, oh my gosh, this is coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, oh my gosh, tomorrow, 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 <laughs> you know, because you've done so much of that, the first open cart email can just be, holy crap, it's finally here. I worked so hard on this. Please click this link. I mean, you don't beg them. I kind of sound like I'm begging. <laughs> like, click this link and check out the sales page. Um, you know, I hope you. I hope to see you on the inside. And just, you know, it can be five sentences. You know, maybe a little fun gif or, you know, I think sometimes they say like, the, it's Monday morning, the coffee's brewing, the kids are off at school, and, you know, email marketing membership is open, like, click the link. I'm so freaking excited, right? Then the second email, let's answer those objections, like get some FAQs, right? And the FAQ email, the first two questions should be the main objections or what you think, right? If you haven't launched this yet, then it's just, you know, you're going to have to guess it. But no normally it's time and money like this. I don't know if, you know, 297 is worth it. And I really don't have time for this. You know, those are the biggest objections pretty much for most things. Um, I did find side note with my online course for the RVers, the biggest objection was, I don't know what the F an online course is. Because they were all people in their 60s wasn't my main audience, right? Um, so I was, I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to explain this. But anyway, so there might be little surprises. But the FAQ email, um, oftentimes in the middle of the week, you know, that's when it's going to slow down Monday, Tuesday, pretty good Wednesday, Thursday in the middle of the week, you know, maybe you want to do some sort of surprise bonus for them. Like, Hey, you know, to get people incentivized to buy now, right? Every email should, you should be thinking, why should they buy today? They didn't buy yesterday. They didn't buy the day before. Like, why are they buying today? And so, you know, you can have a surprise bonus, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to offer this, you know, PDF or a live call, or I'm going to add, you know, whatever you add, right? And then in on Thursday, I'm trying to think, uh, that's usually like an emotional or logical argument. Like, okay, I see, you know, I know, you know, this is going down this week. Um, here's, here's why you should buy it. And it's, you know, like, maybe you have a 30 day refund, like you have time in the next 30 days, to check this out. If it if you love it, great. If you hate it, I'm going to offer you a refund. So it's basically risk free. Whatever kind of arguments you can make um, to make it risk free. Also, maybe like you've been on my email list for at least six months, and you know that I, you know, my stuff is stellar. Then you know this is going to be even beyond that because it's a pay. You know what I'm giving. You love what I'm giving away for free. Like you're super duper gonna. You know you're just going to be blown away. I just pictured someone with their socks literally being blown off. <laughs> so, you know, try to frame it in that. And then, of course, the last day I send two to three emails. Hey, last chance, maybe a little bit more of that logical argument. Um, 